Welcome, and thank you all for joining us for this episode of the Matthews Podcast, a podcast highlighting commercial real estate topics, news, and trends from top professionals in the industry. I'm your host, Matthew Wallace. I've been in the commercial real estate industry for a little over a decade here, working on both the public and private side of the table and across multiple property types. I now serve as a market leader at Matthews, uh, helping to promote the expansion, development, and management of the Matthews brand into new markets. Today, we're going to be discussing how to find success in the brokerage industry. So if you're in sales looking for insight on how to be successful, or you're new to the industry and looking for guidance on what it takes to be the best, this episode is for you. We're joined by two experts that previously supported a wide range of owners, operators, investors in their commercial real estate disposition acquisition needs. They now recruit, train, and mentor agents nationwide. Uh, please welcome to the podcast, Bob Osprink and Andrew Gross. Thank you, Matthew. <clears throat> Thanks Thank for having us. Great. Thank you guys for joining us. I'd first like to start off by just kind of having you guys share your story. How did you get into the industry and what skills did you guys learn along the way to get where you are now? Bob, why don't we start with you? How did you get your start? Well, it's it's kind of a fun story. I, I was doing a lot of different things after I got out of college out in Southern California. And uh, some some things were a lot of fun, like playing the guitar and singing and volleyball and basketball and just just horsing around at, right out of college. <laughs> Not that anybody's heard that story before. Southern California? Yeah. Southern California, yeah. It, was, it wasn't the worst place to be doing that. But I realized that uh, when I saw a guy pull up in front of me in a Ferrari that <clears throat> my B, my VW van may not turn into a Ferrari unless I figured out something to do <laughs> more than that. And that I said, what's that guy do? And they told me commercial real estate. I said, what's that? So that's how I actually got into real estate. I went and found somebody that knew about it and he was building a company very similar to what we're doing here at Matthews. And the company did quite well. We grew it over, over a number of years. I did brokerage and industrial primarily and then helped build the company uh, into about five offices from about one one office and four guys. So we sold it to uh, Cushman and Wakefield. And then after that, I went into uh, some consulting work, uh, Irvine Company back in Southern California. I live in Arizona now. Uh, and I've had a long career, and most of it I've experienced at the management and brokerage levels, always on the brokerage side, and uh, but, but management and brokerage. Had 20 years at Grubb and Ellis Company, which ended up being Newmart now, and left there in 08, sort of semi-retired in 08 as the uh, co-CEO of the company. Uh, but I couldn't, I still couldn't get enough of commercial real estate, so I just kept consulting and working for different firms. I've had a number of different spots that I've worked with and people I've consulted with. And then uh, I was ready, to, I was ready to step out again, move to Arizona just to be around some family. And this guy, Kyle Matthews, called me and said, hey, I've heard about you. I said, well, I've heard about you. And he said, would you like to get in, would you like to keep going? And I hey, said, what do you got hey, in mind? And hey, so, he's, he's a good salesman. So. He's a closer. <laughs> For sure. He's a closer. And well, so it, well, went, it went real well. So we're here in Phoenix trying to help the Phoenix office, helping out in Denver as well. And uh, that's where we're at right now. It's been a one thing I will tell you I love about the business is people like you guys, the, the business attracts really fun people, aggressive, so, but, but fun. And we always, there's always smiles, even with some of the downsides. So, well, so expand on that. I mean, you got in a long time ago and you've had a, a really long, successful career. I'm sure it wasn't all roses. What was the 
point in your career where you just knew you were around for the long haul? What was that defining moment where you were like, this is the career for me? What comes to mind, it's the same thing when you compete in sports. You really don't know you're in the sport until you lose a game, a close game, or you miss a shot. You don't really realize you're in the game or how much you love it until you lose something. And I remember as a story, leaving the house on a Friday morning quite a while ago and uh, telling my wife, we're going to recarpet the house. We're going to repaint it because I've got five deals closing today. <laughs> well, that was that that became known as Black Friday in our industry years ago. Ooh. So I walked out with net 250 in my pocket and came home with nothing. So that was when I thought, OK, what am I going to do here? Because that that takes me back to a number that I'm not too happy with. Am I going to is this what I want to do? And I was pissed off enough that yeah, I said that's that's what I wanted to. So we've been nice. in it for since. Yeah, it stokes that fire a little bit. Well, yeah. If you're competitive, which is typically in our business, people that are successful have got that competitive edge and like to succeed. I like to say that I I don't I, I like to win a lot. Really like it. I hate to lose. I I will stay up and fig, try and figure out why I lost. But I love to play. So like to win, hate to lose, but love to play. And so I, and I love to play this game. So that's why I'm still doing it. Nice, nice. Andrew, let's jump over to you. Uh, how did you get your start? Yeah, so uh, Andrew Gross here, market leader out in Dallas, Texas. So I got started in, in the industry in, in a pretty similar way than Bob did, to be honest with you. Just at a different point in my life, I was a sophomore, junior in college at the University of Alabama, trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life post-graduation and was definitely interested in the business side. But really, I went to a, a friend of mine knowing that his family and his, and his father was very successful in this world that I didn't know what he did though. Um, so I just really went up to him and said, hey, I'm just curious, what does your dad do? Um, I'm interested in hearing more about, about that specifically. And I, I thought he might be like a doctor or he might be on the, the financial consulting side. He's like, no, he does, he does commercial real estate. I said, okay, does he give out internships? He said, no. I said, give me the guy's email. Give me your dad's email right now. I'm going to reach out to him. And I did do that. I reached out to him. I met, I met with him and um, ended up being the first ever intern for his company, which was a commercial development company. They, they develop single tenant retail across the country. They're, they're a rather large development company. And right then and there, that summer, I, I fell in love with the business. I, I fell in love with uh, the people I was working with at that company. I fell in love with the ideology behind being in a an industry that I can also invest in, having my day-to-day -day being in real estate and in my, from a professional side, I could also invest in it. And I, and I loved um, that mentality and, and, and the opportunity that, that that comes with it. And, and then ultimately after graduation, I, I did have an interest in getting to the brokerage side of things and moving out to California. So while I was out in California, interviewing with different companies, interviewing with different shops, I did my research and I found the top retail brokers in all of Southern California, reached out to all of them, had some really good feedback, really good conversations with all of them. And, and one of the meetings that I had was with uh, a guy on the list named Kyle Matthews, who at the time was working for uh, Colliers International. And he told me, hey, we're, we are looking to, to grow out our team. We just broke off into our own group a couple weeks ago from Colliers International. We're now Matthews Retail Group. And so I went and I met with Kyle. I met with some of the, the senior agents in our El Segundo office. Had the opportunity to kind of learn about his side of the business, the business model he was creating, and 
like he did with the two of you, he he sold me on the dream. Now, since then, I've, I've had the chance and the unique opportunity to go through the full cycle as from the Matthew side, going from an associate to a senior associate to an associate vice president, vice president, and then ultimately uh, becoming the, a market leader here. So I definitely, I, I saw the opportunity in the front, I've been able to take advantage of the opportunity and super excited to be on this call because I think that between the three of us, we all have that market leader role but we all come from three different backgrounds. So I think it's super exciting for really anybody listening to 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 be engaged in, in, in this kind of conversation, having three completely different backgrounds. So thanks, Matt, for for putting this together. Yeah, no, it's just, this is great. But going back to your story, you know, Bob, obviously you talked about some of his like ups and downs and when he found out that he he was in this for life. Like what what is it about real estate that you just absolutely love? What's the best part about this industry and what you would tell anyone that is thinking about doing this for their career? Yeah, I love a lot of what Bob talked about was the people. And for me, my favorite part of the brokerage side and now on the market leader side is on the brokerage side, I love the opportunity to work with um, owners across the country learn from them and hear their stories, hear their different backgrounds and really being able to add value to them and also learn about their different business expertise. I mean, the reality is there's a barrier to entry into real estate and being able to talk to people who've been able to get through that barrier of entry and own real estate typically come from very unique backgrounds or hardworking backgrounds. And so I love that aspect of getting to know those type of people who own real estate. And on the market leader side, getting to meet with agents and being able to see an agent who I take from an interviewee who is somebody who is, is graduating from college or, or moving industries. I got to take them from not knowing anything about real estate to seeing them become successful real estate brokers, just get so much fulfillment from, from that process and seeing that through. So it comes down to the people. It's just like what Bob said, it comes down to the people. Yeah, this, and I, I'd echo that. And I've been in it a long time and that's a couple of those factors haven't changed any. The, the type of people that want to be around the hard assets like real estate and have the ability to understand the uses of real estate and how it really affects our population. It's really intriguing and it's never the same day to day. And so that that's that's the, one of the parts of it that really interests me is that you walk in the office in the morning. By the time you leave at night, there's a couple of things you'll, you will hear no matter how long you've been in it that you have not heard before and that <laughs> it's challenging, but it's really fun because you, you walk in going, okay, what's it going to be today? And that, and that lasts, it's the way it's uh, very intrinsic to the business. Yeah. I would say, I would say that the ability to earn in our business brokerage, particularly is pretty much up to you. If you play hard, work hard and, and really put your head down. You can do really, really well. When you're in the market leader position, you've got the financial rewards. But then there's what I call psychic income, which is what you're describing. The psychic income is watching someone grow, learn, and then succeed and knowing that you maybe had a piece in, in that. So for me, especially at this stage of my career, that's real important to me. That's great. I've never, I've never heard that term. I love it. Did you, did you just coin that? Do we need to trademark <laughs> that here? Yeah, probably. You know, it's, it's mine, but I've used it a while. Okay. <laughs> so Andrew, you touched on a really interesting point in your origin story that I kind of want to roll into our next topic. So you you said that you asked about a job and they told you that it didn't exist. So you said, ah, that's not okay. And you called the guy and you made, you basically created your own job. 
So I want to translate that into what do you guys, what are your main skills involved? Uh, A, when you're looking to hire people, but really what are successful agents? What are the skills that they need to learn that they already possess coming in? Let's talk about the skill set a little bit that leads to success. Yeah, I mean, I think that it is important to talk about the skill set. But one thing that we talk about amongst ourselves and, and really from a Matthews I guess, mentality place comes us as market leaders, us as the executive members of the company. We, while skill set is important and seeing that somebody has certain skill sets is important for us and for me specifically, I am looking to hire somebody who has a specific mindset, not a specific skill set. And, and what I mean by that is that you ask like what specific skill sets are, are, am I, are we looking for when we're interviewing people? And, and I actually think that from a mindset standpoint, not a skill set standpoint, I'm looking for somebody who's competitive, somebody who doesn't take no for an answer. Also, one thing we talk about here as well is somebody who really needs to be successful and has that need to be successful. Because one thing that, that I tell people all the time is things will go well, things won't go well. There's going to be ups and downs in this business. And so the difference between somebody who makes it and somebody who doesn't is having that inner, that something inside you and something in your heart that's going to push you through the tough times and push you through to the, the next level. If a deal goes your way, doesn't go your way, you're going to push to that next level. And so I think that the the grits, competitiveness, as well as that need to be successful is what ultimately pushed people to be successful in this business. But I'd love to hear your, your perspective, Bob. Well, you know, you're, you're, you're on the track, the having coached three sons and a couple grandsons and a couple brothers and coached as well as coaching in the real estate industry. The one thing that's, that you all, you, you can coach, but you can't instill is that burning desire to win that fire in the belly piece of the puzzle. And that's the part that is attractive to try and coach people like that or bring them along. What you can do is direct people into, into that mindset to go win, play hard, but they've got to have the fire in the belly themselves. You can, you can, you can kind of blow on it and stoke it a little bit once in a while, but that's what, that's what I look for when I'm talking to people. I want to see somebody that looks right at me and you really feel they don't want to lose. They don't think they will lose and they, they need the word need versus want. That's a big differentiator that you use there, Andrew. You, you need, you need to make it happen for yourself. And then, then everything else falls into place. Yeah, I, I say sometimes I hate losing more than I, I love winning. And I'm sure that that's something that just that competitive side in you, it's, you know, winning's winning's awesome. I mean, that, that's part of what, what we're here for. That keeps you going and, and getting those wins. But when you hate losing more than you, you love winning, it, it, it definitely helps push for more wins. So, uh, you know, there's some stumbling blocks early on for agents in their careers. And one of the biggest one is just, you know, they don't know anybody. They, they how do you go about for with a new agent just starting from scratch in business development? And how do you, what kind of strategies can you guys share to help a uh, new agent starting out? Like, how do you build this business from the ground up? Yeah, I mean, I think that it's us from Matthew's side, really do everything we can to to set people up in the best way possible to find success quicker than most other places out there. And, and largely due to our training program that we put together, our, our mentorship program as well. To answer your question, how does somebody go out there and actually start getting business? I mean, there's two things. First of all, it's really taking that next step and understanding your product type, understanding your niche in that market. 
and making sure you know all the different players, you know all the different sales, you know what you're talking about, so you are legitimately adding value to the people you talk to. That's number one. And number two is actually physically making the outreach, right? You have to actually go out there, make the outreach, make the call, set the meeting, physically make the outreach. But then when you finally get the chance to talk to that person on the phone, you finally get a chance to get in front of that that potential clients, you need to to know what you're talking about. You need to be able to add value. So both of those items you have control over as a new agent. One is how much time you put in to learn and to understand your product type. And number two is the amount of outreach you make. And, and that's that's the one thing you do have control over as a new agent comes in without any business at all. But that's what helped me early on. And, and, and Bob, I'd love to hear your, your thoughts on that. You, you touched on it. The one thing that has attracted me to, to come in and, and get after it again is is the fact that everything I see here is a very positive approach to the fundamentals of how to be successful not only in business but in life and the training is very specific to if you do this we know this will work and it's not it's not the, the shallow end of the pool it's the deep end of the pool to get into the training but by the time you by the time you're done with it you're an Olympic swimmer, okay? You're not you're not just crawling out of the ledge of the pool. You really you've really got the tools to go ahead and make it happen, which again goes back that goes to the back to the fire in the belly because once you're given all the all the, the pieces of the puzzle to put them together and want to, that's how it moves forward. Those are the first things somebody's got to do is commit. Commit. I like to tell the younger people wherever you are, be there, be focused, be in your moment, be with the people you're with listen and absorb listening is the one of the biggest traits to be successful in our business bob you nailed it i asked a guy um actually a johnny blue craig who who is market leader in our, our atlanta office i asked him probably five or six years ago his father has been in the business for 40 plus years and he, and he was telling me five or six years ago that his, his dad still does a ton of business development he makes a ton of, of calls and cold calls and and it goes on a ton of meetings still to this day and i i asked him i said what was the biggest piece of advice that your father would give to somebody who was a new agent in in business development and his answer was listening which is such a a unique and, and it's such a, a different thought process because Early on, when you learn all these things, you want to spit it all out. You want to get all the information out there. But the reality is, is like you have to be a good listener. You have to know what your prospective client is looking for to be able to, to number one, be able to achieve the goals that they're 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 looking to achieve. But number two, do a good job at it, right? So, listening, I, I'm right there with you. Having a massive skill set or mindset only works if you can tailor it to the person sitting across the table from you or on the phone with you. And that's the part that's that's the art of the deal. Art of the business is, is under, understanding that the fundamentals, you can crack a computer, you can calculate the numbers all day long. And there's certainly an art, a degree of art, artistry in that, too. Mm-hmm. But understanding what the need is and what you know, how what you know can be applied to to fit that need. That's where you win. So bo- both of you are are really talking about expertise and that focus on that special specialization and adding value. What is it about what your experience with Matthew so far that has really been the, the, the secret to success, the key ingredient that's allowing these young agents to repeat the formula over and over and over again across the country as we you know expand as the fastest growing firm in the country? Like what, what is that 
what are the tools that Matthews is able to provide that really is accelerating the, the development of the new agents? Well, it's it's a number of things. Obviously, it's it's what you do every day, Matt and, and Bob. It's the, the the day in and day out of from a market leader standpoint, making sure that you're you are involved with your office and and, and helping th- helping agents become the best version of themselves. But in the, the beginning, the the easiest answer here and, and, and the correct answer, in my opinion, it's our training program. I mean, from day one, we have a 60 day training program. There's about there's a little over a hundred lessons of that. We go through everything there is to know about commercial real estate from what does commercial real estate broker do? We teach about all the different product types. So we we want our agents to be as well-rounded as possible. So we teach about multifamily and industrial and, and office, medical, I mean, self-storage across the board. We teach how to evaluate those properties. We teach about the debt markets. We teach about how to make sales calls, the deal process, and then even more granular we teach about how to schedule your day and how to manage your your day specifically and so that's that is what we call the the perfect race car and we're, we can make the the nicest fastest race car and matthews can provide you with with all the different tools but we need the right new agents we need the right recruits who come in and actually drive that race car and make sure that they're following the path that we we set there so my answer to that is and what does matthews do is we provide that training program we provide the resources we provide the mentorship to really build that strong foundation for for someone who's coming into the business to be able to catapult their careers you know matt you guys the one thing i i would add to that well it's, it's really accumulative is the is the idea that this company has a, a focus, as a mindset that everything you just said, what's interesting now that I've been here a while, been around the people, is there's not many distract and there's not distractions allowed here. Things are what they are. You get in, you focus, you play hard, you do it. And, and it, a lot of companies get distracted on all kinds of topics that aren't relatable to making a dollar or, or servicing the client. There's very little distraction like that here because there's a very strong sense of how to do it the Matthews way. This is the way it should be done. And in you know, six six years, this company's grown, and I've been in it a lot longer than that. And I've never seen this 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 trajectory in my career, which is why I was enticed back in. Uh, fastest growing company, and I'm in the fastest market. So anybody listening to this who wants to come to Phoenix, call me. <laughs> no, no, no plugs. Come to Cleveland first. No, I just, you know, just, just as a no, thought. It, it is fascinating, though, when, when people are, if, if someone knows that they are real estates for them and they want to look at the different brokerage models and they want to look at the different, you know, options in brokerage and in real estate. When I look at Matthews, I feel like the, the model really provides the best of the both worlds between that, you know, corporate model of brokerage or the more boutique model of brokerage is there is there anything you guys can elaborate on that with our competitors frankly and why we are positioned for the next 10 years to kind of continue to dominate yeah i I think that large a large piece of it is and i say this all the time is (laughs) that we're not your uncle's brokerage and what what i mean by that is that we're not a brokerage that that's set in its ways in terms of of new developments that that are happening in, in the marketplace if there's a technology we see that could be beneficial to our agents, we're going to invest in that. 
If there's an opportunity for us to invest in an agent, we're going to invest in, in that agent. We're, we're going to put our, ourselves in every position to be successful, but being on the cutting edge and being at the forefront of technologies and being at the forefront of, of, of different real estate trends is really what's helped drive the, the growth that we've been able to drive. And so I'd say that that's definitely a, a specific piece where we have an entire part of our company that, that's focused entirely on technology, softwares, and, and what us as a company should invest into to ultimately set ourselves up for the 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 fastest trajectory out there. And the and one of the things that's different <clears throat> from this company's aging versus the other companies you're you're talking about uh, that are 100 years old. I was I was involved with Cushman and Wakefield as well as Grub and Ellis as well as Marcus and Millichap. So I've I've seen all, all the companies, and, and they're they're clearly successful companies. This is going to be a successful company because of the players in the company. A lot of the others think it's the other way around. This company doesn't look at it that way. So as somebody that's on this team at Matthews, you're going to be directed to succeed in your own career, your own life above everything else. And by the way, that will lift all boats and that will help this whole company move forward. That to me is a real distinction in this industry. And one that's gonna it's gonna hold up because I think it fits the generational move right now in our country. So, yeah, I mean, when I when I view Matthews and our our model, it, you know, it, it's always been a a client first mindset. Whether it's you know sharing leads or contacts or across the country, it's very collaborative and teamwork, which we you don't really see. Whether it's in the corporate you know environment or the boutique, you know, they're usually very. Uh, siloed and walled off and how they and how they treat their business, which at the end of the day just hurts the client, frankly. Yeah, I, I think that our, our ability to to share information and, and, I, and I talk about this all the time as well, is that from a, a culture, I know we're talking about technology and software, but from a culture standpoint, here at Matthews, we're a team. I mean, we're, we're, we're a team and, and we have a, a, a number of different aspects or guidelines and principles in terms of, of what makes our culture and Matthew's principles that, that we ultimately train on as well. And one of them is is support your teammates, protect your teammates. And, and what, we, what we mean by that is that we want agents in, within every office, but all, all also across the, the different offices to support each other. We're going to share information. We're going to share potential buyers, potential sellers, and we, we want to share those in, that information because ultimately that's what allows us to achieve the best result for the clients who, who hire us is by having more buyers to put deals in front of, by, by having more sellers to to ultimately uh, bring off-market deals to your buyers with. I mean, there's a lot more opportunity when you share information. And so through our shared database, it's, it's a, a huge piece that def- differentiates us from really any other real estate company out there. And then not to mention, we have the uh, the same level of service from our, our corporate end that competes, I'd say, best in class with all the, the top corporate brokerage firms. I mean, our our marketing packages, our outreach, our marketing strategies uh, that are truly best in class. Yeah, no doubt. They stand they stand shoulder to shoulder with everyone else. Particularly different is the fact that it's grown over the last six years. It's not encumbered by a lot of history. So everything everything tends to be uh, uh, new and uh, fresh in the in the marketplace. 
So, so kind of taking this uh, discussion kind of back to where we started and, you know, with your, the beginnings of your careers, do we have any parting words of advice for people either A, looking to switch careers and getting get into commercial real estate or new graduates coming out of school that have an interest or frankly, interns that are, are looking for their summer jobs? I, I always tell every young person or anybody looking for a, a move, including my kids, you know, look at all your options. Look, look closely at everything. Listen, again, listen to what the people are saying. Typically, the people that want to work in a company like this with a high work ethic and a desire to win, you're going to know as soon as you walk into the door of the office. Feel what you see, what you see, and feel what you feel. You'll kind of know. And it's always a good benchmark here because when somebody walks in this office, you, you say, well, what do you think? And they'll go, wow, this thing is, this is going crazy. Well, does it, you feel good about that or how, is that scary? And then, and then if they say, I feel good about it and you can tell they've got a little jump in their step, that's the right person to come on in. So I would just tell people looking for any change or any step, pay attention to your own inner self and uh, go with what makes you feel like, hey, this fits for me because you'll find it. Andrew? Yeah, I mean, I think that you know, getting into commercial real estate industry or brokerage specifically can be intimidating, right? I mean, you're, there are a lot of cases where it is commission-based environment. There's cases where there's the sales aspect. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a leap of faith. But, but one of the, the, the biggest pieces that I, I tell new agents, I, I tell potential interviewees is if you want to be great, if you want to, to be at that level where you are able to achieve big opportunities financially, professionally, it's not for everybody, right? You have to be excellent. You have to be, you have to work harder than the person next to you. You have to work, outwork the, the people in different industries. I mean, you have to really push yourself. And I, and I think a large piece of that is coming down. And, and, and I guess a recommendation I give to somebody who's either looking at it into this business or just looking into any business is really go two feet in really care about what you do, really do the little things right, care about the, what you're doing on an hourly, minute by minute basis and, and genuinely care about it, care about the people you work with, the people you work for. When you have that genuine care for what you do and the people you work with, the rest of it becomes a lot easier and, and that that really bleeds through and, and, and helps you do a better job. Also, I think that a lot of young people need to improve and it's something that, that I try to get better at, I think everybody tries to get better at, is is try to look inward try to see i mean things will get tough and you need to make sure you you are looking inward first and saying hey where can you improve i know it's us as a company we do that all the time we look hey where can we improve in ways to beat our competition where are we how can we improve in ways to take our our training to even the next level i think that looking inward is another piece that give young agents or, or young professionals out there is have that ability to look yourself in the mirror and say hey what could i do differently or better to set myself up for the most success possible. So I'd say that those are the two biggest things I'd give advice on is really care about what you do and, and have the ability to look in the mirror and see where you can improve. Get up earlier, make more calls, outwork the competition, right? So. <laughs> uh, well, Bob, Andrew, uh, thank you again so much for joining us today and, and sharing your insights. We very much appreciate your time. We know you're very busy with your, your own personal businesses. So and to everyone listening, take care and be sure to tune in next time. Thank you. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, right. guys.